What's up, y'all? Thank you so much for joining Tenure Talk. I'm your host, Katie McEwen, and I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest today, Kanda Roser. Um, she has tons of experience in the space, over 25 years in procurement, and I'm so excited to introduce you all to her. So, Kanda, thank you so much for joining. Well, thanks so much, um, Katie. I'm, I'm really glad to, to be on the show today. That's great. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining. So tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us a little bit about your current role and um, some things that you're seeing right now in this space and, and what you're working on. Okay, well, thanks. So I'm, I'm a former chief procurement officer at um, actually several global companies, um, uh, most recently at NTT Security, um, spent some time in the financial services and payment space. Um, and uh, uh, I'm uh, currently the president of Collabra Consulting, uh, doing uh, consulting engagements for uh, strategic sourcing, procurement transformation. Um, so a little bit of a little bit of a switch from being on the, the strictly practitioner side. Um, and um, I, I'm uh, going to brag a, a minute. I was um, awarded uh, the uh, Sourcing Industry Group's Sourcing Star Award last year for um, uh, con you know career contribution and thought leadership. So um, a little little bit about sort of who I am and what I'm doing. Yeah, well, congratulations on that. I know SIG is an amazing community, and I'm not surprised that they picked you. Uh, that's so cool. Um, so I wonder, going from being from a chief procurement officer to going into the consulting world, uh, do you feel like you have a certain level of empathy for other uh, practitioners, other uh, procurement officers in the space? Do you feel like you can connect in, in a more authentic way than maybe other consulting firms could? Um, I absolutely think that that I can. Um, you know, over the years, I've I've engaged a lot of consultants. Uh, you know, as a, as a CPO, and one of the things that I've always sort of struggled with is the fact that a lot of the uh, a lot of the consultants have been you know they're, they're brilliant consultants and they've got all kinds of great methodologies and analysis and you know really smart people, but most of them actually don't have a good grounding in procurement. They've not sat on my side of the table. And, and so I think that um, having spent the bulk of my career um, you know, as a practitioner, now being able to take that experience into a client um, really gives me a unique ability to see the situation through their eyes and hopefully to, to um, sort of inherently know what some of their key pain points are, and therefore how to solve problems better for them. Yeah, it really gives you a unique perspective. I think that's mm -hmm. really neat. So yeah. Kanda, you know, with all of your experience, I'm sure there was um, a mentor or a coach or probably several um, that influenced your career. Is there one in particular that comes to mind? Um, you know, that's it, it, a great question. And I've, I think I've been really fortunate that I've I've had some amazing managers and mentors over my career, um, but one actually does stand out. Um, uh, some years ago, I, I uh, reported directly to a CFO of a Fortune 500 company. And um, she had been, uh, before I started reporting to her, she had been my mentor for a couple years. And then I, uh, through, through a series of corporate restructurings, I reported directly to her and I, I was the CPO. And what I really learned, <clears throat> excuse me, from her 
was that, um, by the way, she was a, she was a, a, a really well-respected CFO. She was really tough and could really be intimidating at times. Mm -hmm. And yet what I learned from her was that her effectiveness was because she did all of those things, which particularly in, in those days um, for a woman helped her um, uh, create that credibility. But she also had an incredible um, uh, ability with empathy and, and with her EQ. And by blending those together, um, it, it made her such a powerful leader. And, and it was really learning from her and being able to look at her as a model as to how do you, how do you wrap empathy and a lot of the soft skills around um, the, the more either tactical or sometimes the, the harder driving, more aggressive parts of leadership. And how do you package those in such a way um, which I think is, is um, maybe a more unique challenge for women in leadership mm -hmm. roles than it may be for men, is how do you package those in a way to be both respected, seen as um, successful and forceful, and yet being able to provide the things to your team and to your organization um, that, that empathy really lets you bring and that people without um, a strong empathy approach don't do so well at. So um, I, I give her the credit for both helping guide and, and coach me in that, but more importantly, in modeling it, in, in it just being a part of how she delivered her leadership and management style. Yeah, that's excellent. It's excellent that you had a, a woman boss that was so influential to you and was able to mentor you. That's such a hard uh, line for, for women to toe is, you know, the line of being tough and being empathetic and, um, you know, demanding the room and demanding the attention, but also having that empathy to really, to really be there for um, everyone that you, you're leading and yeah. mentoring. So that's excellent. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So what, what, in your opinion, since you have so much experience, would you say is the most innovative thing that you're seeing right now in the space in procurement and supply chain and consulting even? Um, what's really um, got your attention right now? Um, I, I think without a doubt, it's digital disruption. Um, uh, you know, and, and we hear that bandied uh, about a lot, but I think that intelligent automation as sort of a broad category is absolutely both influencing and disrupting in a positive way the whole of the space of procurement sourcing supply chain. And, and I really think it's even more evident now um, in the current COVID pandemic is that uh, more and more organizations need to be focusing their resources on where they can drive the biggest value creation. And intelligent automation is uh, allowing companies, not, not just in the procurement space, but, but uh, you know, across the board, to focus on the things that really matter to a business in terms of value creation and to, to use automation to handle some of the either repetitive or lower value tasks. And I think as we, we emerge from the, the current um, sort of crisis mode, um, companies are really going to be saying, how can I work smarter, more efficiently? How can I focus maybe 
uh, in a cost-cutting mode as, the, as people, as companies reemerge? How can I focus in on really what matters to my company? And, and intelligent automation is, I think, going to be a key, a key way that, that companies can uh, succeed with that. So um, I don't, I'd be interested to, to hear maybe even in a different chat about what other people are seeing. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, I feel like automation is such a priority right now in the space. And like you mentioned, with everything with COVID, I think it's really shining a light on the need for that. Do you feel like businesses are willing to invest the time and the money to really start automating? Or do you feel like we have a long way to go um, before leaders are, feel like that's a priority? Um, I, I I think that's, that's a really interesting question. And I'm going to give sort of a waffly answer on, on that. Had, had you asked me that three months ago, I would have said, yes, I think companies are, um, particularly more progressive companies, are beginning to realize that um, the whole um, digital transformation is, is an area they have to invest in. Now, I think because a lot of companies are having to retrench because of the effects of COVID on the economy, um, I think that um, some companies are going to try to back away and say, well, I just can't make the investment. I, I personally think that the companies that are going to emerge um, the best and perhaps the fastest through the recovery um, are going to be the ones who say, actually, that's an investment I have to make. And that's an investment where the return on that investment is going to be easy to demonstrate. And so I, I, think, I think some companies will, will back away from it a little, but I think the successful ones will actually embrace it um, per, perhaps, you know, even more aggressively. Yes, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Uh, what's one unique thing about you, Canada, that no one else knows? Uh, maybe your family knows, but nobody in this space knows about you, maybe in your personal life. But what's one unique thing about you? Um, I, I, I'd say um, some people would know I'm an avid hiker, but I'm an even more avid Rolling Stones fan. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, have you seen a lot of their shows? Um, three over the, the years. And the first one, um, I hate to say, or maybe I'm happy to say, all the way back in high school in the 70s. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm a huge Rolling Stones fan myself. Oh, that's, that's great. Actually, the night before I got married, we went and saw the Rolling Stones, and Alice Cooper opened up with the snake around his neck and everything. Oh, how cool. Yeah, I, share, I share that with you. They're, they're awesome. Mick has my heart. Mine too. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I would have never thought that you'd be a big um, Rolling Stones fan. That's, that's great. So what's one thing that really helped you um, crawl up the ranks and what advice would you give to others who, who seek to have the success that you've, you've seen within procurement? Um, well, it's not exactly one thing, but um, what, what, I would say, what I would say is um, be passionate about your career. If, you, if you're not passionate about it, it's probably not the right career that you should be in. So be passionate about it, um, but also keep balance in your life um, and don't forget that. And then the last thing that I would say, um, and I would say this just in general, not, not just about your career is, um, 
always remember that your reputation both precedes and follows you. And that's sort of my guiding principle for kind of how to lead life and definitely for my career. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's great advice because that's something that is so valuable to so many people, you know, especially with social media and everything growing, you know, with the internet, you know, everybody puts everything out there, but yeah. to really think about your career and know whatever you're putting out there is, is going to precede you and follow you. That's, that's great advice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. You're awesome. It was so great getting to know you. And I'm so glad the community gets a better taste of who you really are. So I'm excited to share this. Um, I hope you go out there and have a, a very blessed week. And thank you again for joining. Okay. Well, thanks, Katie. It was, uh, first off, thanks for having me on and uh, letting me share some, some, uh, some thoughts. And uh, I'm uh, looking forward to, uh, to being able to follow all your great, uh, your great podcasts in the future. Thank you so much, Canada. We'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks, thanks. everyone for joining. Take care.